Take a Ride podcast. I'm your host here, Starks. You can find me on my Twitter handle. It's at Starks underscore industry. You can also find me on Instagram, One Closing Hero. I'm not here alone this evening, morning, afternoon, wherever you may be in the fantasy world. I have the three men running the wing, LT, the sage. How you doing today, brother? Doing good, brother. Ready to talk some juicy, juicy trades. I think we called a couple ourselves, so it's good to go over some of the finer details tonight. Indeed, this is going to be an episode uh, tailored towards the trades of the deadline in the fantasy community and obviously in the NBA world. We'll touch up on one dynasty player slash. uh, I know there was someone that mentioned a listener. They want to hear about the sophomore potential of improving. Actually, this person may not improve, but uh, the guy that I want to talk about for next year is RJ Barrett. So stay tuned after that. And then we'll touch up on listener questions and hopefully get this fast-paced offense going here today. So with that being said, I'm ready to take people on for a ride. Uh, if you guys haven't, checked the mailing list on newlifefantasy.com. Make sure that you do subscribe, join the mailing list. Also be a member on our site. It helps us to continue to have, <laughs> have things going. At the same time, make sure you guys subscribe to Take a Ride Podcast. Thanks, LT. And at the same time, if, um, if you guys are YouTube lovers, uh, I know there was a listener that a few listeners that mentioned we give you guys the entertainment. Yeah, you guys can see our faces on there, uh, YouTube. So go ahead and subscribe, sub zero that button. Make sure you get that uh, bell. It's dinner time. Comment below. Is that a red box? What's going on there? I don't know what's going and on with the website right now, man. <laughs> Having some tech tech difficulties, man. Read. Hey, man. Sweet glitch. Read. Hit that glitch. And at the same time, you guys, um, we have our your rankings up there. We have. Obviously, a lot of blocks on our site. But anyways, let's go ahead and get to the nitty gritty LT. I'm going to pass you the ball. The listeners want to know about these trades and what value is going on with these players, man. Absolutely. We'll just go down the list here. I'll go ahead and uh, reference some trades uh, for you. So one of the first main trades that we saw was the Cavs picked up. And I'm going to go by players here just for easy, uh, just for ease. The Cavs picked up uh, a piss. Uh, I'm sorry. The Cavs picked up Andre Drummond. From the Pistons, Starks, I'm going to pass the ball over to you on Mr. Drumsticks here. How do you feel about this trade? I saw you kind of rumbling in a little bit on your social media. Do you feel like this is going to be harder or help them in fantasy, man? Oh, my goodness. I think it's going to almost be identical from Detroit to Cleveland. He might get a little bit of a nice, a, a slight bump up in value. And I know some people are like kind of discouraged in this situation. Honestly, um, I'm sure you'll you'll get into the details of the trade. Actually, I, I think from memory, just correct me if I'm wrong. It looks like it was Drummond traded uh, in that package for John Henson. And is it Brandon Knight in like a second Brand, rounder or something Brand, like that? A 2023 second round pick. Yep. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Man, listen. Oh, my goodness. I, I got to dig on that trade real quick. Mm. They <laughs> Detroit, man, like. Cleveland, did Cleveland take a team for a ride? They sure did. Like, they, I don't know. You got to get more for Drummond, but it looks like that was the best they were getting for Drummond from my understanding in Detroit. Uh, man, that that is sad. I'll also say this on top of that, LT. Yeah, I was putting tweets out her, here earlier today. I haven't been on Twitter as active in quite some time, but I had to today because of the trade deadline. And as far as Drummond goes, I had mentioned a tweet before this happened. I was like, I, it feels like that something is going to come out of left field. And this was it. I don't think anybody's seen Cleveland snatch, not snatching, but snapping away 
you know, Andre Drummond, especially with this type of trade. But anyways, getting back to this value, who is it going to hurt? You know, uh, Double T, which is Tristan Thompson. We like to call him Triscuits or Biscuits here in New Life. I think his value is going to take a massive hit. Those are in a shallow league. That's going to hurt you tremendously bad. I thought maybe they could potentially move him out the way. But let me also say this. Drummond had put a tweet out. Um, not tweet, but he did mention, I'm paraphrasing it here, that you can't, I mean, loyalty is just not there, right? But uh, he, he's, he's, he's obviously heard about this situation. But anyways, as far as value, I know there's someone that also mentioned about how about Larry Nance? Does he lose value? Yeah, absolutely. He loses a little bit of value too, but he's not a person you're going to quickly drop. It's just going to go by how your team is, your, your team structure is built, but expect a little bit of value hit in, in, in returning that. Kevin Love should be okay, but you might even see more load management on Kevin Love since he didn't get moved. I thought maybe potentially he could move. Um, but I'll pass you the ball. I know you want to speak about Drummond, so go ahead, man. Man, I just don't know what this trade really does. This trade is one of those trades that seem like very big, but like basically it doesn't make any sense for either team to, to me because Drummond, Drummond's contract's up. Um, at the end of the season. So he's he's not going to stay in Cleveland. Uh, I don't care how well uh, he loves the city uh, of Cleveland. He's not going to stay here. He's going to try to, uh, you know, uh, jump with a competitor next year, uh, get with a better team. This is probably not his first, second, third, or eighth, or or 20th choice of a team he wanted to be he wanted to be dealt with, dealt to. So that, I, that probably also hurts, right? Also, he stated that he didn't even know about this trade was happening. So I guess communication was not high with him and the organization on them probably moving on and it was obvious to us right Starks obvious yeah. to us um, that they needed to move on and uh, you know they're trying Blake Griffin's probably not going to be there next year either um, so a lot of these uh, a lot of things are probably changing I like the fact that Luke I am your father still there um, mm-hmm. so that is good as to see as well but um, yeah none of these guys John Henson Brandon Knight none of these guys matter as far as you know Pistons depth the you the regular scheduled programming uh do you see anybody stepping up to replace yes drumsticks oh, yes yes uh yes yes I do and I'm sure you're ready to hear this I'm gonna get close to the screen for you I, listeners. I, I, I did it just for you thanks man the wood let's go ahead and put that wood in that bonfire Christian Wood is the guy that all you guys need to hurry up and press pause and pick him up if he's available on the waiver wire. Listen, I know we're going to talk about all these trades. We're going to get into the depth as far as like value is concerned. But Christian Wood, we keep beating this drum ever since the beginning of the season. I know that I have. I'm sure LT and, and Jacob have as well as being on this podcast. Wood, if he gets the minutes per 36 numbers, he's a killer. Not literally, but figuratively, right? But the thing is, when he puts that wood in the fire, he's burning baby and the thing is Detroit I almost feel like they're going to still play that possum game with us right it's like oh man he should get the 30 minutes a game it's gonna happen but honestly he may just not it might not even happen because Detroit will will do kind of weird stuff with them they might even mess around and have Thonmaker and John Henson the Muppet Babies go ahead and get the minutes there but yeah that's right LT but I don't know if that is the case. Now, I know there's a lot of people like, I'm going to hurry up and grab them. You should. You absolutely should. But I'm just putting the paw, or the calls to you guys that don't be, don't be, what am I trying to say? Don't be surprised if somehow they be consistently inconsistent with his minutes. But yes, Christian Wood is an immediate ad uh, from Detroit. And I'll pass you back the ball there. 
Definitely. I definitely agree. You've been talking about him all season and he needed opportunities. So we're going to go over to this next trade. Uh, a big three team swap happened between the Heat, the Grizzlies and the Timberwolves. I'll go ahead and go over some details. The Heat have received Andre Iguodala, Solomon Grundy, our guy, and <laughs> Jay Crowder, the, 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 the crawfish. Grizzlies <laughs> receive Justice Winslow. Interesting. Dion Waiters, Gorgie Diang, um, and the Timberwolves received James Johnson. I don't know what the Tim. I, yeah, I don't know. Anyways, Starks. Well, actually, I'm gonna go ahead and do a ISO ISO move on go this ahead. one. Yeah, let me go ahead and do an ISO move. Hey, good rid good riddance, Andre Iguodala, John John <laughs> Morant. Dylan, they don't. They didn't need you. They didn't need your negativity. Ooh. They didn't need all the stuff, all, all the drama you were bringing around. And you know what? A lot of people were like, "Oh man, those guys." You know, uh, they were talking out of turn. No, they were letting their front office know, "Hey, we're tired of Iggy. We're tired of this situation. Give him his book bag. Give him his given his shopping <laughs> bags and get him out of here." And that's exactly what they did. They just, they listened to their young nucleus and got him out of there. And guess what? They brought some young studs with them. I love the addition of Justice Winslow to this Grizzlies team. I think that's a good a good addition. Dion Waiters. I mean, we already know that we already know what's going to happen. There's no need to wait and see on this guy. Um, he's <laughs> he's probably going to get dropped. And then Gorgie Porgy, uh, please get out of here, Gorgie Porgy, so that Taz Reed can uh, get the minutes he deserves over in Minnesota. Um, but um, <laughs> but other than that, uh, the people who went to the Heat. This is just uh, Heat are going uh, all in on the playoffs. Uh, Andre Gigadagla oh, magically is going to be playing minutes now. And then Solomon <laughs> Hill. And then uh, we know about him. He's a solid bench player. Uh, and Jay Crowder. <laughs> we already know about Jay Crow as well. And not, not Jay Crow laws, just Jay Crow. And we'll see exactly <laughs> what happens here as far as rotations. But the Heat already have a lot of, a lot of bodies running around. Uh, so I don't know if these guys are really gonna jay crowder obviously his value takes a hit um coming down to the grizzlies he's like a poor man's uh but butler right so it's, it's not gonna work out for him probably on the heat but other than that um i love it i love the trades i actually like this trade this is one of the better trades of the day for me um starks anything you have to say about this one no perfect you well just one thing i'll say is that i'm glad that you went iso because i I did touch up a little bit on this yesterday. Super last minute trade. But I want to mention one thing. There was a rumor that they might end up getting uh, Danilo Gallinari because mm. he was trying hardcore to get him. Mm. They failed, but that's okay. But I'll say this. Obviously, if Gallo had went over there, Gallo, for those that drafted him, would have took a massive hit mm. in fantasy production. And it would, would have been interesting what OKC would have got back in return. But I'll pass you back the ball and what else you uh, got for the trades there, brother. No problem. No problem. All right. Next one. We're going to go to the big one, the big name trade that happened today. And um, I'm going to go ahead and do the honors of passing the rock to you, Starks. Of course, it's the Warriors receive Andre Wiggins um, or I'm sorry, Andrew Wiggins uh, protected 20, 2021 first round pick, 2021 second round pick. And the Timberwolves receive D'Lo. And now we have the big two with D'Lo and Cat Starks. What do you think about this two man tandem for fantasy and in real life? You know what? They're very close friends. As a matter of fact, they might even be 
borderline best friends from what I've heard and, and what I read a little bit between the two. And the thing is, for those that have D'Angelo Russell, for those owners, I, I think you can have a little bit of a, sl- a sigh of a relief because I know if he would have stayed in Golden State, you would have been concerned about that load management. But I'll be at the you know I'll be honest at the same time, you still might be just a tad bit concerned because listen, Minnesota is. I wouldn't call them a, uh, a wasteland team, but their record is not good. You know, a listener reached out to me. I think they're 15 and 35, so their record is not good either. So could they potentially have load management on him and uh, Towns? I think it's safe to say they're going to play most of the season just because. I, just more of a gut feeling. It make it seems to be that way. Um, but, yeah, D'Angelo Russell for this two tandem, Minnesota, to be honest, they're going to need more, you know, the next couple of years. Obviously – you know, your boy Culver's over there, Culver's Culver, uh, mm-hmm. Culver ice cream. So maybe he improves, right? You know, they got young talent there. They got rid of Jeff Teague, right? So it's just a lot of things that um, it just makes me think, but kind of transitioning to Golden State side because a lot of people are like, well, what about Golden State, you know, and Wiggins, right? And the thing oh. is, Wiggins, now that's what's going to make me think, are they going to give him load management? I'll say this. When he's playing right now, some, somebody was like, oh, he's probably going to you know, suck now. Well, his usage rate is going to be outrageous, right, in, min- or in Golden State for the time being. Um, so it's just like, what, him and Draymond right now? So who's going to take the shots? In Golden State, moving those two players, if you could, it was Alec Burks that got rid of L2. Who was the other two? I'm sorry, I forgot. I didn't see it did, uh, in the trade uh, specifics here. I did not see exactly who left. It doesn't really show. Um, it just says, oh. "Yeah, oh, here it goes." Uh, Alec Burks and Glenn Robinson the third. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So yeah, those two leaving because we know Alec Burks was a a valuable asset in Golden State for those that are was digging in the dumpsters, dumpster fire to get that uh, value from the free agency. Honestly, going in what Minnesota it takes a hit essentially. But go, coming back they, to Golden State, just oh, to, just to say, uh, they went to the Sixers actually. Sixers, my bad. Okay, no, you're good. Oh well, that yeah. Thank you for correcting me. So Sixers, yeah, uh, their uh, value has definitely torpedoed. Their Alec Burks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they need that punch off that bench in the they NBA. Need, yeah, but they in, need that. Yeah, but in fantasy, but in fantasy, yeah, say goodnight in fantasy. Yeah. That value, they're they're going to be borderline cuts. Just hold on to them. For the shallow leagues, just to see what happens, but they're going to be pretty much close to borderline cutting in a 10, 12 man league. Maybe potentially host them on a 14 man league. But let me get back to Golden State. This is the musical chair game. If anybody's going to get a massive value, is Damian Lee. We know we've mentioned him in the last few episodes that his minutes is on the rise and he's getting consistent minutes. But I think it's fair to say that the consistency as far as minutes is going to be there for sure for him. And Golden State is very, um, Obviously, they're they're weak this year, but I'm saying that the roster they they need more players. I wouldn't be surprised if they uh, sign uh, Bowman back from the G League and get him back on. Uh, so just be on the lookout for that. And at the same time, you know we we can expect uh, Eric Pascal to get a nice value boost. You know Marquise Chris, all these players. You know it's it's weird. But you just got to take this grossness from Golden State. But there's going to be nights of struggles. Um, but along the way, but I'll say this, the main priority, if you're going to pick up someone from Golden State now off this trade in particular, it might be Damian Lee, but I would uh, still go to what the team of how your team is structured and you pick up the player that you needed. Cause I, I definitely like Marquise Chris and I'll uh, pass you the ball there, LT. 
Yeah, I completely agree. Um, we're gonna. I want to move on to the next uh, trade, and that is going to be the Clippers give the old one two zero to the Lakers and get their guy Marcus Morris. And uh, <laughs> and I feel bad for my guy Hark who goes there. Uh, but yes, you you've gone to the Knicks, <laughs> uh, Maurice Harkless with the twenty twenty first round pick, and the Wizards receive Jerome Robinson. Uh, yeah, random. Um, so uh, these th- a lot of these third teams in these deals are like, yeah, we're just here to drop some cap, <laughs> drop some space. Uh, we're just here. We're just here for funsies. But the Clippers receive Marcus Morris, and I, my goodness, the Clippers are loaded. Are just low. It's disgusting how loaded this team is. Surprisingly enough, they also got Isaiah Thomas in this in this trade, and they're looking to drop him. Per reports, they're looking to release him. So Isaiah Thomas could still go into the wild and be picked up by another squad. So look out for that. Uh, again, that that sounds like maybe Lakers <laughs> or just another <laughs> team looking for a veteran punch off the bench. Uh, but this is. Probably bad for Marcus Morris's value. He's definitely off the bench, uh, probably off the bench caliber now. Um, I'm a little worried about our guy, Thigh Bully, with this information and news coming in. Hopefully he can continue to get keep his minutes where they're at. His minutes have been ramping up. But with Marcus Morris coming into the picture, they may go with the veteran a little bit more down the stre- in the stretch of games. Hopefully not because they, they need Thigh Bully's defense. So hopefully, fingers crossed. Um, wait, wait. Wait a minute. Morris went to the uh, Clippers, right? Or wait a minute. Or did they go to the Sixers? Marcus Morris. Clippers. Oh, oh, yeah. Clippers. Clippers. My bad. Clippers. You're good. Clippers. You're good. Yeah. Go Clippers. Clippers. Yeah. And then um, as far as the Knicks, the Knicks received Maurice Harkless, 2020 first round pick. Um, I don't I don't know what really that adds to the Knicks. Um, Harkless is a decent player. Um, so I actually... I actually think Harkless is a better player than Marcus Morris, but I mean that's me being uh, <laughs> I'm being uh, uh, I'm being a homer there since he played with the with the Blazers for so long. Pick him up, Blaze. We need him back. Anyways, uh, that's all for that trade. I didn't really have too much on that one. Um, again, Clippers adding depth for their playoff push. They're really looking to uh, get another uh, get another win this year. Starks, what did you think about uh, this trade in particular? If you had anything specific. Yeah, I'll just touch up on it. Thanks for passing me the ball. Uh, two things. I think Isaiah Thomas got cut. I think I think he, he did got get cut. Okay, I, b- I believe so. Um, and then number two, uh, like you said, Marcus Morris. Uh, for those that was feeling good about that fantasy value in New York, mm. say goodnight because that mm. value was cut massively, and he's going to be a player that could be a potential drop candidate in the Clippers. Um, I think that's really all I had to say. There was something else. Oh yeah, Mo Harkless. Honestly, LT uh, going to New York, he might secretly he might be able to get some value there just because Knicks, you just never know what you're going to get with mm-hmm. them. But I'll, I'll pass you back the ball there, brother. I hope so. He, he's a, I just sucks. He's, uh, we never should have, to be honest, we probably should have never got rid of him. Um, hopefully yeah. they, hopefully the Knicks cut him and we can maybe pick him up. That would be, uh, the optimum thing, uh, here in, uh, Portland. We would love to have him back. We need him. And especially in a bench role. Woo. I can Ooh. smell it from here. But uh, just to go ahead and uh, add to that, it was the Sixers received Alec Burks, Glenn Robinson the third, and uh, pretty much a bunch of nothing else. Warriors received three second-round picks. Sixers also receive a second-round pick. And the Magic received James Ennis. Anything for James Ennis to the Magic? You think that does anything? I mean, this sounds very irrele- irrelevant, but I just wanted to get your take on that. 
No, I, like you said, I, I believe that is irrelevant. Okay. All right. And then um, a couple of small trades to finish up. Um, Rockets, uh, looks like Grizzlies agree to Bruno Cabacle, uh second in a second round pick. And the Grizzlies get Jordan Bell in a second round pick. Um, yeah. Hawks add two players. Um, uh, again, uh, Trailblazers got rid of Scal, Labissiere, and Cash, and we sent it to the Hawks. Um, just to go ahead and take an ice on this one real quick. Uh, Portland fans are not happy about this. We are not happy about this trade. Scal was actually a decent guy off the bench um, and a big man. And we, what do we need? Big men. So the fact that they went ahead and, and got Scal gone, everybody was going for Mario. Uh, please get him out of town. Hizonia, no, it, it didn't happen. And so now we got to look at Hizonia's face for the rest of the season. Not doing it. Hawks also, Derek Walton, get Derek Walton Jr. from the Clippers um, for cash considerations. Um, and then uh, the kind of the underhanded, the, the, uh, maybe a big trade that may have been swapped was a Wizards received Shabazz Napier and the Nuggets received Jordan McRae. Uh, two guys that we've been talking about this year as well, um, Starks and fantasy purposes. How do you like this for this switch for Jordan McRae and for Napier? McRae, eh, he takes a fantasy hit in value, but this is the the Shabazz Napier one is it's actually really funny. LT, I actually tweeted about this <laughs> out. This is one of those guys like if you guys are picking up players from the free agency, you're feeling good like. Yeah, or no, I shouldn't have picked up a yeah. Like in literally 24 hours, you know, obviously this go back in Minnesota. He was in Minnesota. We know mm-hmm. Shabazz Napier was doing good the last three games. And then he got shipped to Denver, right? And the Nuggets are like, oh shoot, his value is gonna take a hit. 24 hours later today, it's like, oh yay. He goes to uh what's the team he just went to? The Wizards, Wizards right? And then Isaiah Thomas is gone. So like, yay, his value is going to be up, right? It's because who is he going to be behind? He's going to be behind Bradley Bill and Ish Smith. He may be taking more of Ish, uh, Ish Smith's minutes. So that is a potential opportunity for him to still hold value um, in a fantasy league. Because I know a lot of people probably dropped in the cut bait within that 24 hours because you got to make the quick ads. Uh, so if he is dropped, he could hold value the rest of the season. It just goes by how uh, Washington decides to use Shabazz Napier, but I would try to pick him up if he's available. Uh, as far as, like you said, Jordan McRae, I don't, eh, he's not really – he might hold a little value, but not as good as where, what he was doing in Washington, I don't think, but things could change. But if you can go back to that trading list about – thank you. So, like, Bruno Caboclo, just to uh, backtrack a little bit, <laughs> like, I know people are kind of frustrated, frustrated with Houston, like, Houston – you just got Jordan Bell, right? And that's another thing. People were getting excited like, oh, yes, Jordan Bell. He's going to the, the Rockets. He's going to get some value. Then, oh, no. He goes to the Grizzlies. Kaput. There goes his value, right? Because in Grizzlies, Jordan Bell, I mean, just backtrack a little bit more. Houston, where's their big man? They're going super small, right? So I was just like, maybe Houston tries to get double T, Tristius or Biscuits, Tristan Thompson. And I think, um, obviously, I think it's clear that he doesn't want to be there in Cleveland. And uh, I don't know how that's going to be, you know, orchestrated, but I know Houston is going super ultra small, but if you're in a dynasty format, because we are a dynasty driven podcast, but we elaborate on uh redraft and points leagues and a deep format, Isaiah Hardenstein, please give him minutes. He might not get the minutes, but if they decide to go big without any big man, that guy's a monster. He just has to get on the court, but it looks like 
they feel pretty good sticking their chest out, putting P.J. Tucker at the five, and that's how Houston is going to go. They don't care. They're going to go super ultra small, and you know that's what it is. As far as Jordan Bell, you can cut bait with him if you took a, a stab on him or stab at him in particular. And as far as Derek Walton Jr., uh, <laughs> I got nothing else. I'll pass you back the ball. Um, uh, Don't take a stab at him, folks. Um, No, um, Stark, maybe. Uh, I do want to talk to you real quick because I didn't, we didn't really get to talk about it and then we can move on. Um, the Clint Capella trade. So we did, we, we, we pretty much called it on our two, on the Tuesday podcast, but, um, it did go through. And what do you think? I just want to get your final take on here for the listeners. Collins, what do you, do you they play him at the four more than likely it looks like what what do you feel like his value you think this is a massive hit for him yeah i still think he takes a hit maybe not a massive hit and i know a lot of people or gms i mentioned actually on last night's episode mm-hmm. uh, people people are going to panic right but i'll say this clint capella is going to take his rebounds regardless if he plays the four he's going to start next to him we mm-hmm. get that that's cool but what's not cool is that rebound rate is going to take mm-hmm. a decrease uh so hopefully he takes you would think maybe he takes a little bit more shots at the three-point line to kind of balance his value up, but his value takes a little bit of hit. Dynasty formats, I still would like to have him, but just still fish him out to see what you can get back in return. But overall, LT, yeah, he takes a little bit of a hit. But as far as real quick, a click Capella, how about his value? His value remains, almost seems the same, but I think he just takes the smallest hit. But John Collins, long story short, he does take a little hit there, LT. I like it. Like, I wanted to get your take on that. All right. That's it for the trades. Pretty hot popping day. I love to see it. Over to you, Starks, for that. Love either uh, listener questions or your uh, dynasty, dynasty dandy. Perfect. Yeah. So we'll go ahead and transition to the dynasty future of a uh, second year player that will be next year, RJ Barrett. Now, currently, right now, he's ranked 302nd this season. And I know, you know, this is one of your boys, LT, that you, mm-hmm. you know, you took a you took a flyer on. And I can understand because rookies, you want to take a flyer, but just make sure you're not drafting, you know, certain oh, rookies yeah. so high. And a lot of people do that. So we just caution to the listeners to be a little patient with rookies um, when you're drafting. Just don't jump so high on them. But anyways, uh, his per 36 numbers is poor also. So in a per 36 uh, atmosphere, he would be posted as a, a ranking 392 that is really poor you can't roster that type of player in a 10-man league not even in a 12-man league this guy's can and here's the thing here's the kicker this player is consistently in new york you know obviously new york you're you're playing musical chairs there unless you're certain players like maybe julius randall they've even pulled the plug on mitch robinson we already know what they've done to dsj there but he's getting the consistent minutes along with randall the 30 plus minutes a game and it's still not good Nothing. Also, let me put this out there, too. There's nothing that screams elite with this rookie. And that's not to say he's not going to ever be a good player, because I think he can be. And in a points league, he's he's still rosterable, but you're going to still be dealing with inconsistencies. Now, the thing that I was looking a little bit deeper behind the curtain on on RJ Barrett is like, where is his elite category? I always try to dig deep in players that could potentially get better in the future. And that's why, you know, I touched up on uh, Kendrick Nunn, the opportunity, and he did well. Obviously, he's starting to trickle down, but there's also players like Thibault, you know, Thibault, as LT mentions. Uh, we're Thibault fans here, but before this podcast even started, he was another guy I was beating the drums on. Now, as far as RJ Barrett, I am just a tad bit concerned. He's a rookie, but I just don't see anything elite about him. And what I mean by that, the only thing that's elite about him is his steal rate, and that's not even high. 
And that's a concern for me. The points should be there. And the rebounds, and I know 14 points seems like it's okay, but honestly, to the listeners, to be in the right means and Z scores of, of a points in a, in a nightcat category, league, you want to be hovering around at least in the average range of 16 or 17 points. And he's not there, and he's getting 30 minutes. Do I expect him to improve? Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes you can't take everything analytical because it's going to backfire on you. And that's where I can be humble to tell you guys that too. And I know in a lot of people in the industry will be too technical with all the technicalities where they're going to be wrong. And that's why like um, LT is like, you might as well call him the Brandon Ingram uh, specialist, right? Because Brandon Ingram had nothing to scream that he's going to be a player that is going to be a producer. And look at what he's doing now. There's no records. And I'm not saying he wasn't a, a bad boy in college or whatever, you know, where he came from. But in the NBA, nothing screamed that he was going to be a solid player and a contributor at any point in his NBA career. And that's why that's why I'm eating my crow. I said he was going to be a he's a scrub. But look, <laughs> the, the joke is on, the joke is on me. It just took him, what, three years to come into himself. And the thing is. The, the free throw, and I'm just going to segue an ISO on Brandon Ingram, and I'm sure we're going to talk about him several times in the future in the podcast. But the thing is with Brandon Ingram in particular, the free throw percentage that jumped up tremendously along with the threes, that, was, that came out of nowhere, right? So anyways, getting back to R.J. Barrett, I think there's better days to come for him. And like I said again, just to barely get uh, an average steal from what he is is supposed to be a lead at, that's a concern. His percentages is poor. Um, we can expect those percentages to come up, but here's my logic on him. Don't be a person to be too aggressive. You, if anything, you should take advantage of cutting a coupon with this guy next year because his value is going to drop. It makes sense. It should. So some people, he might, you know, drop in the 11 or 12th round. I'm not going to say in the dynasty format, but in the redraft and points league, that seems to be right. And you could cut a corner and cut a coupon as well and get them a little bit later than that. That's when you want to take advantage of value. That's why we talk about taking flyers or, you know, drafting players at a certain time. Because if you are too aggressive, it's going to it's going to burn you. And you, we draft players to try to get the value back. We can't be a prisoner of a moment of, of players because this can happen and it can burn us. So um, I'll pass you the ball on your boy, R.J. Barrett. After all that was said and done, LT, what's your thoughts on him in particular? And what's your thoughts on what I said, man? Hey, man. Everything you said was right on cue. Um, I did like RJ Barrett this year, um, but I didn't, I mean, again, I was trying to cut coupons with him. Just he had the opportunity to shine as a top pick. Um, what I won't I won't add too much because you said it beautifully, but um, there's uh, different uh, categories of players that come out as rookies. You have the rookies that dominate. In their freshman year, you have the rookies that find find what they need to do and put it all together their sophomore year. And then there's junior year uh, rookies that come out that they need three years in the league to really get uh, you know their feet planted and figure out their roles in the NBA. Uh, RJ Barrett to me feels like a junior type of guy. Um, that sophomore year, he he'll he'll increase a little bit as well. But on the junior year is where he'll finally find his footing and get to that next level. So uh, for so GMs who may have got him in a dynasty format, uh, give him three years. Uh, don't don't cut bait with him after two. Uh, give him three years, and then he'll he'll figure out his role, figure out his you know what he's supposed to do on the court there. Um, and to me, he's a Ray Allen type, so hopefully he can get to that with adding some more defensive uh, uh, prowess on a consistent basis. But that's all I got. Starks, back over to you, man. Thanks, man. And then the last thing on top of that is you know in the three to four year spans that you touched up on, I think he could be like a 
150 range type of player. Mm. So that's a, a roster. That's a rosterable player. I mean, that's pretty good. But for those that might think of a top 50 player, I'm not saying that he can never be that. But it, I just need a little bit more measurements on it. But I, I won't call him a scrub, you know, because like I said, I will eat my crow when it when it's the case. And especially he's a rookie. Yeah. So you got to give these rookies time for sure. So um, let's go ahead and get to the listeners questions and uh, we'll move on from there. So, OK, so we did talk about this guy earlier, LT, but it, it makes sense. I was going to we were going to get, you know, load of questions with this. So should I drop Dylan Brooks for Christian Wood? This guy, sh- he also showed me his team. His team is his team is actually quite strong. I might add, LT, but I will pass you the ball and ask you that again. So, would you drop Dylan Brooks to pick up Christian Wood, there, brother? Mm. That's a good question. Um, depends on what you need. If you need rebounding, if you need those uh, those uh, those slaps, uh, which is um, blocks. Yeah, I, I would. Uh, the The rest of the season outlook for Christian Wood looks really, really strong. And when he has had the time on the court, he has produced. So if he can get if uh, mm, I, w- I would actually go ahead and do it. I'm not even going to lie. Uh, Dylan Brooks. Okay. Dylan Brooks is actually if you need points, if you need scoring, uh, he is there for you. You know, uh, good and good. But I like Christian Wood's outlook, especially if you're in a dynasty format and you're in the top. Picking up Christian Wood could be a good move for you for the future as well. But Starks, I'll let you uh, follow up. Oh, man. Listen, and I know you said it, and I think I see Jacob answer that question too, that you guys had Christian Wood. It's it's a lot tougher to me than uh, it seems um, mm-hmm. just because of what, what I'm concerned about is how do we know he's going to for sure get those minutes? Yeah. Although Drummond's out. And that's what makes me kind of hesitate a little bit more because Dylan Brooks has been very, he's done very well this season. Mm-hmm. You know, as you would say, I might add, he's been doing really good this season. I did not see that coming. Um, like you said, he, he definitely gives you the points and threes. And oof, I, I think I might have to still join you guys in that space and, and really believe that they're going to give Christian with 28 plus minutes because if that's the case, oh yeah, I'm all in. But that's why I hesitate because I have to think about, am I confident he's going to get those minutes? So if we're going to believe he's getting those minutes, yes, then I would say yes. But if you're kind of concerned like me, I, I would kind of second guess it. Um, try to, try, I was going to say, what I wanted to say was try to wait, but you can't wait, right? So I would say if if that's the only other guy you got is Dylan Brooks to drop, I would, man, I would uh, try to find someone injured on your team, man. Put them in an IL spot. Bring, bring, uh, what you been calling on just for a couple of, just for a couple games. See what he can produce. Uh, I would love it if you could ha- keep both of those guys, my man. Um, Dylan Brooks is, uh, looks like he's the de facto shooting guard in Memphis. They love him there. So, and so, yeah. So, uh, but that's, that's a hard one, man. <laughs> well, well, real quick, I was going to say LT on, on top of that. I did see the, the guy, the T or excuse me, the, the listeners team. Mm-hmm. And that was literally his, his worst player on his team. Oh, so, wow. Okay. Yeah, that's that he couldn't put anybody on the aisle. That's tough. That's, that's tough. Yeah, that's, that's definitely tough. All right. So there's two more questions here. It's a good problem so, to have. <laughs> exactly right. So how much value does Wood increase now? Does his stats increase? And this is from a listener. Ooh. So we did cover we definitely did cover, yes, his his stats for sure increases. Um we just hope he gets the we hope he gets the minutes. He's a potential double double threat that can get you those blocks. Sometimes I'm secret steals and percentages is not too bad. I definitely like Christian Wood. Um, 
I think I, I feel like I dropped him in one of my other deeper leagues a while back. And, you know, I'm, 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 I'm kicking myself, but you know, when you have to make wins and, you know, everybody makes mistakes. Sometimes you got to, you know, drop players to, to um, basically get those wins for the week. I definitely have him on points. Like I need, I was desperate for a big man. I, I held him mm. uh, desperately, but yeah, his value his value increases. LT, any quick thoughts on that, man? Man, his value increases. There's no one, there's no other big man that's really going to be taking time away. That's, that's really there. I mean, maybe they play Thon Maker a little bit more. Uh, but just check out these eight this eight game stretch from Christian Wood back when he was on New Orleans a couple years ago. Um, he had eight mm-hmm. games there, averaged about twenty three to twenty four minutes, had about seventeen points, one point three blocks, almost a steal yeah. a game, almost uh, yeah. eight rebounds a game, seventy five percent free throws. Look yeah. out for that those percentages fifty over fifty yeah. percent. If he can get twenty three, twenty four, twenty five hopefully yeah. more now look for those percentages if you love that percentages he put in that eight game stretch when he was getting the minutes pick him up you're gonna love to see what he's gonna do here in Detroit he almost has unlimited reign too I don't I don't I don't know who is the, the other guy taking time from him so yeah yes I love the LT juice that orange dog that's right <laughs> Christian Christian Wood is ready it's just all about they're going to put them logs in that fire for the mm. wood but anyway <laughs> so the last question here this is another uh, listener question I used all my ads this week and I can't make any more moves if I'm streaming how can I do both well let me say this I'll, I'll go ahead and ISO this and I'll pass you the ball here LT I had mentioned you know earlier if, you, if you're a listener well you're obviously a listener because you asked, but I was going to say in the last few episodes I had mentioned this week is going to be very important. I, I shared a cheat code earlier this week that you got to be careful of trying to stream this week because there's the trade deadline and some players is going to formulate out of the waiver wire. That's going to be available. You want to use a speculative ad for these type of players. So you're not streaming. You might have to sacrifice almost a win this week to get a potential player like Christian Wood that can give you a punch punch you in the playoffs and get you a possible chance to get that championship. Because honestly, let me just go ahead and I know, I think Jacob had mentioned this. I think I've seen this a tweet that he has him as a top hundred. If he gets 30 plus minutes, no, I'm going to, I'm going to go even more bolder. He's a top 75 or 50 player. If he gets 30 plus minutes, that's the type of player that can win you a championship. And if he gets 30 minutes, Christian Wood is that type of player. That's right. I'm juicing it even harder. He's a top 75, 50 ish type of player. If he gets 30 plus minutes, it's, it's real. Oh, it's true. And it's real. And in saying that, I will say this at the same time, it sucks. If you used all your ads, unfortunately you got to, you got to lick your wounds because you're going to see other GMs that were a little bit more patient to, to save their bullets or save their ammo this week to pick up these type of players to take flyers um, for the rest of the week. Because some of these players, like I said, again, it's going to potentially punch you into in the playoffs. LT, your thoughts. Learning experience. Um, it's a learning experience for you, brother. Um, yeah, trade trade week. You gotta hold. You gotta hold. Gotta hold some uh, <laughs> bullets in your gun, man. Uh, don't go too much on there, um, unless if you were able to get. Unless if some of these players, you got to tip the hat. You was like, oh, uh, drum is getting traded. Let me go get Wood Riddle quick. Then go ahead and pick them up ahead of time before the trade hits. That's perfectly fine. But yeah, you just wait. And then guess what? The rest of the week, you have the rest of the week to uh, to continue. If you couldn't pick anybody up, you got uh, from to tomorrow till Sunday to stream. 
Just hold, right. just hold, just hold, just hold your cards in place, um, and then uh, and then you'll be good next year, man. It's just a learning experience. We all go through it. I did it before too, brother. Trust me. So it's all good, man. But yeah, on trade week, hold those cards. Perfect, perfectly said. And uh, and we still make mistakes too. Definitely for yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's always yeah. it's always a learning experience. Yeah. So don't feel bad. Don't feel bad, brother. Um, it's okay. Maybe, hopefully, you know. Wouldn't say hopefully someone gets hurt, but let's assume <laughs> someone gets hurt in the season, then you can be the first person to make a, you know, have that waiver priority yeah. over everybody else. I'll go ahead. Okay. I was going to say the only good thing I would say about it is that there's not too mm-hmm. many players that were traded that probably weren't already rostered. So it, it's one of those things. It's one of those things where even if you did have the chance, maybe Christian Wood would be been the man everyone's clamoring to go get. Um, so you wanted to be ahead of the game on Christian Wood, maybe. Um, if you listen to this podcast, I know you were. Um, but other than that, um, yeah, uh, there wasn't that many players. A lot of people. A lot of people had these players already rostered. So there's not really too much as far as. Uh, Car players you can really just go grab it's going to have excellent uh value and last thing well we'll kind of transition to the clutch shot and actually mm-hmm. my clutch shot this evening is uh actually i need to touch up on just a clutch on a game but let me do two clutch shots so for that person maybe you can sneak on and pick up lt's art actually me and lt's boy taz reed which is nas mm-hmm. reed because you know the, the Gorgie Jang is gone, and a lot of people are fo- focused on the other players that they accumulated. But maybe Nas Reed might sneak under the radar and maybe not get the minutes this week, but potentially the week after. And then you might be able to uh, put a, a waiver wire and steal him. But one game I just want to touch up on my clutch shot is uh, it looked like that was actually a really uh, close game was New York, and or I don't want to do that. I got to anyway, because I already called it out. Orlando, New York beats Orlando 105 to 103. Uh, Vucevic had a nice game. Uh, Julius, glorious Julius Randle had a solid game. Okay, so I guess I can, I touched up the, I didn't touch up on the value on that. So Julius Randle, your boy there, LT, mm-hmm. he's actually, it's funny. I can't believe I'm saying this, but this is a true statement. Julius Randle's value actually goes up. You know why? Because Morris is gone. It doesn't make sense. Morris should have never had fantasy relevance in the first place, right? But since he's gone, Julius Randle actually gets a little bit more boost in value. So that's my clutch shot. I'll pass you the ball there, LT, for a clutch shot, brother. Yeah. Um, just look out for uh, Harkless on this next team. Um, I, I mean, he's better than Bullock to me. Um, so just just look out for Harkless. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a yeah. game or two, see where they put him at on, on here, uh, see how many minutes he gets. If he starts in that uh, small forward area, then he's definitely an add on a waste-bearing Knicks team. He has talent. Um, also, I wanted to just shout out my clutch shot's going to be on this, uh, on my man Giannis. Oh, uh, man, get my man Giannis some milk. My brother, what are you doing? You you can't you can't be serious with these teams. Starters, Team LeBron, LeBron, Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard, Luka Doncic, James Harden, Damian Lillard, Ben Simmons, Nikola Jokic, Jason Tatum, Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, and my boy Sabonis. Giannis' starting team is Giannis, Embiid, Siakam, Kimba, Trey Young, and then he picks Chris Middleton, Bam Bam Bigelow. This is an all-star <laughs> team. This is an all-star game, Giannis. This isn't my buds from the East. This is a this is a this this is an all-star game. Chris Middleton, Bam Bam Bigelow, Ruby Gobert. 
Omi Lowry, Larry Salt, Brandon Ingram, Donovan Mitchell. That team's going to get destroyed. What are you doing, Giannis? Oh, man. That's my clutch shot. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> He's going to get the chicken. Hey, hey where, I need that. Uh, I, might, I might post a uh, Shaq meme. Barbecue chicken alert. <laughs> bu- bu- barbecue. 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 <laughs> oh, that's my clutch shot, man. Oh, man. You know what's funny on top of it? I thought I was about to say they got Lillard. No, LeBron drafted No, LeBron. Like, huh? But no, they, exactly. He got him too. So, no. You know what's funny? LT, watch watch somehow Giannis's team messes around and wins too. Wouldn't that be funny? No, there's no way. There's no way. <laughs> 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 there's no way there's just absolutely that team Giannis it's just weird I see Chris Milton and then I'm like huh that was your first reserve pick and of course LeBron's was Lillard uh, LeBron giving respect to the Lillard guy um, and then bam bam out of bio I get it he's been playing great this year hey, but he's a monster second, hey, don't sleep on bam, bam. second reserve pick starts <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways, all right. That's my question. Sure. <laughs> all right, guys. We, we definitely thank you guys for tuning in on this fast paced offense efficiently. You guys can find me on my Twitter handle. It's at Starks underscore industry. You can find me on Instagram, One Closing Hero. Again, I'm a little bit more active on uh, Twitter versus Instagram, and I barely active as I used to be in Twitter, but always feel free. Uh, give me a follow. Ask me a question. And I'll get to you at a prompt time. Uh, I'll pass you the ball, LT. Where can I find you at, brother? Uh, you, you guys can find me on Twitter. My handle is Sage Network X. Remember, the X is silent always and forever. You can also find Jacob, the White Knight, at Ain't Done Yet. Done's with two N's. Uh, if you want any questions, I'm sure he's keeping a close eye and his sword and shield uh, on these trades, and he'll have something to say this weekend. And, of course, our baseball fanatic, the fantasy logician, or should I, uh, he's going to be doing uh, the Dodgers take over the world uh, season this year because uh, that's what it's looking like. I, I don't, I'm not even into baseball, and all I see is trades and yeah, pickups. Uh, all, I see, all I see is trades and pickups from the Dodgers coming through my Yahoo feed over and over and over <laughs> again all day. Even I know something's not going, something's not. Something weird is going on over on Dodger land. Uh, but that is, that is it, man. And over back to you, Starks. Yes, sweet. So, you listeners, uh, God bless you. We love you so much. With that being said, have a good evening, morning, afternoon, and take a ride. Take a ride.